Hi, I'm Caitlin Prest, and I am here in your ear to tell you about a very incredible new show called Asking For It. Asking For It is a darkly comedic series that follows a queer femme singer whose history of violence finds her no matter how many times she runs away. It has an original soundtrack, and it'll make you laugh, cry, and feel a little bit less alone. Asking for it. Subscribe now. Ah, good evening, traveler, and welcome to the Penumbra. Tonight's tale is... Juno Steel and the Embrace of Ice. Yeah, pull up here. Don't want to park too close to these mines. Cave-ins aren't common, but thinking about them scares the hell out of me. You end up too deep down in one of those mine shafts, you'll never find your way out. Whew. Some kids really like to run off where they're sure nobody will follow. I don't get it, but there it is. <sighs> really is good to see you again, Steel. Sorry to, you know, put you through all this. Ugh. You ready? Time's wasted. Yeah, I'll be ready in just a... Wait a minute. Looking for this? My blaster? What? When? Just now, in the car. Oh, come on. Back in your Vicky days, you gave me plenty of reason to sneak blasters off you. I wanted to see if I still had the touch. Can I have it back? Sorry, nope. You'll thank me later. Here, you take that flashlight and lead the way. I'll keep my eyes open for any pests that might want to take a bite out of us. You should see the size of the snakes they find nested down here, trying to pull what's left of the volcano's heat. Could turn that car of yours into a cough drop. Come on, we don't have all night. My name's Juno Steele. And if you want to know how good I've always been at pissing people off, well, let me put it this way. This was the second time that I was pretty sure Puck Falco, who I trusted with my life, was trying to kill me. Hell, they could join the club, right behind Sasha Wire and uh, whoever else I'd pushed one inch too far. So we descended into that frozen mine shaft down into the dark. I shouldn't have been surprised. This day on Io had grown like mold from a mess I made 17 years ago. And where better to find something rotten than hidden in the dark? So, 17 years ago, after Diamond gave Puck the slip at her place, we met up and drove straight towards where my hunch was taking me. Uh, after we made a stop for her. These could look good. What do you think of the red? I'm not going to wear heels if I might have to run. I meant for me. Although, no, they would look better on you, wouldn't they? Ugh, now I can't stand them. I've gone mad with jealousy. Diamond, we really don't have time. We're going undercover, aren't we? Don't you think we should dress the part? 
What? If you want to outwit my mother, you'll need to think from every possible angle. Trust me, it took me 15 years to figure out how to sneak out of the house without her catching me. Without a disguise, we're sunk. Oh, well, what do you think of the blue? Diamond had a few roles like that. No speeding, that one made sense to me. Buy a hat, wear it low, and try to move in crowds, especially on the major streets with security office cameras. Some of them I believe she'd tried on her mother. Some of them seemed like the kind of things you'd see on a bad cop stream. But it was fun, and Diamond was good at fun. The kind of person who could pull me out of whatever funk I was in. The way she made everything a question. Or a game. Well, fancy us at the good old Corleone again. And with disguises like these, nobody will be the wiser. Oh, hell, we're really doing this, aren't we? I have reservations. I'm sure you do, and who the hell can blame you? I mean, this is your mother we're talking about, so if it's all too much, I understand. No, doll, no. I made reservations for a table at this restaurant. Ah. Don't be nervous. I'm right here with you. Diamond didn't seem nervous. She looked electric. At the time, I thought it was just how she was dealing with the shock of it all. Ben's death already showed me that people respond to bad news in bizarre ways, but now... Now I'm not so sure. I asked for a table near the kitchen so we could see the waiters coming through. I was looking for one in particular. So our waiter last night, he called Mother that? Miss Shot? He was insistent. He said the voice on the line was insistent, too, and the description was clear. And who was on the line? That I don't know, but... Are you certain they know who Miss Shot is? Why the hell else would they call? And after we find this waiter, then what? After we find Sonny, we'll have another witness. Then that'll start an investigation, at least. If it doesn't, we'll bring this to the press. Certainly. And then what? What? Presumably the investigation will be carried out by the police, which is to say, the corrupt organization will investigate itself. And what happens when they don't find anything? Uh, I'm not saying this to be cruel, but my mother is quick, and we need to be prepared. A plan, at the very least. Well, how does this end, Juno? I can get her to confess. You want to confront my mother? Head on? She's been like a mother to me, too. I can get her to listen. I have to. And if she confesses, this all takes care of itself. I just need a witness. And then I need to get into a room with her. Talk. If that's the only way to lock this down, it's what I'll do. So you won't stop until you've confronted the villain in the seat of her power. That is very capital R romantic of you. It could be. If I can find Sonny first. Well, do you see him? I don't. It's kind of a narrow shot that he'd be working this shift anyway. All right. I guess we have to do this the hard way. Ooh, so he's tough now. What's the plan? <clears throat> Waiter! Uh, waiter, I need to ask... Uh, the, the bathroom, it's a huge... Oh, it's an emergency, and I... Right behind the hanging scroll? Great, thanks, I owe you one. Can I ask why? Old trick making I used to pull. I need to duck into the back office for a minute and find an employee dossier. Now nobody's gonna wonder where the hell I went if I'm gone for a while. And they sure aren't gonna risk bothering you in case I come back. Mm, very charming. Love you too. I'll see you after I take care of this emergency. Don't press your luck. Yep, leaving now. My plan was simple. It needed to be. I knew some of the staff at the Corleone must have been in on Hitchcock's side business because they knew not to call her Miss Shot when she had guests. Our waiter, a fresh hire, just picked up the wrong phone at the wrong time. Since I couldn't know how secure the place was or who Hitchcock had on payroll, I'd need to move quickly. Find the back office, look for personnel files, find Sonny What's-His-Name, get an address or some comms coordinates, all before anybody comes looking. Move fast and there should be no surprises. Should be. So you can imagine how I felt when I entered that office and saw a note addressed to me, tucked underneath a cheap disposable comms. 
The note said, please wait, Detective Steele. Your meeting with Miss Schott will begin shortly. And then that comms began to ring. Hello? Detective Steele. Glad we finally got the chance to talk. Captain H? See, there you go again. That's exactly the kind of thing I wanted to talk to you about. Because the thing is, stranger, you seem to be under some odd impression that you and I have met before. And so I just wanted to set the record straight. We've never met. And if you're a smart little lady, we never will. I don't think that'd work out too good for you. You don't scare me. I've got you dead to rights. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> you really have no idea who you are in this story, do you? You think, what, that you and me are in some kind of game of wits right now? This isn't Cat and Mouse, Juno. This is Mega Heifer and Fly. I don't need to do a goddamn thing about you, but I'll swat you if you make me want to. I have the evidence you tried to destroy. If I... the evidence was enough, you wouldn't be here. I'm not going to kid you. It's more than I usually let slip. Every once in a while, I get a Parsons, a knucklehead who doesn't stay to make sure the work order burns through all the way. But you don't get as established as I am without a system. And if you think a fathead rookie cop can show up and break down that system in one day, oh boy, you're as crazy as that mother of yours, and you're about to end up as dead Don't as finish that sentence. I'll make you regret it. And he's threatening me again. You don't listen. You're nobody, Steele. You could be someone, one day, if you thought a little harder about who you make an enemy. And the good news is that somehow, miracle of miracles, you've still got a shot at this. Courtesy of Ms. Shot herself. We can both just forget today ever happened. Hijikata! Again, don't know who that is, but it sounds to me like you respect her. Maybe owe her a lot. Maybe owe her every inch of that little life you're sitting on. So let me take a good, solid guess at what she'd tell you. Go home. Go to bed. Forget this ever happened. You lucked into a fairy godmother who turned you into the prettiest cop at the ball. Don't find out what she'll turn you into if you piss her off. Let me go. Don't. That voice. Sunny? Miss Shot wants him at the ballroom. We'll take care of him there. No! Damn it! They were keeping the waiter in the room next to me the whole time. I followed his voice to the garage and entered just in time to see a pale blue hover hauler with tinted windows merge into the dense traffic ahead. Sonny was in the back of it. I was certain. I ran, but not the way you're thinking. I didn't think Hijikata would try to hurt her glitter girl, but a panic had been building in me for almost two days now. And over and over again, worries that sounded ridiculous kept coming true. Mother-in-law works with the mob, someone's trying to smear my secretary, and right when life was starting to make sense for the very first time, they throw me a job I don't want and don't deserve for reasons that don't make sense. The panic was burning, growing, and trying to put it out for 24 hours straight had run me ragged, and in a state like that... Well, you start asking a lot of funny questions. Hey, Juno! I've been looking all over for you. Got a sec? Like, 
Why has Puck Falco been tailing me all day? And how did Hijikata know I was coming to the Corleone? Juno! And the worst of the set. What if those two questions had the same answer? Steel, come on! <sighs> I crashed out into the night just in time to see the knot of traffic on Hammett start to untangle. A pale, blue hover hauler crawled near the front of the line, but I knew it wouldn't crawl much longer. But what if? The older I get, the stranger that little question becomes. What if the traffic had been a little thicker? If I caught up with that truck, ripped open the back door, never even gave myself the chance to make the worst mistake of my life. I wouldn't be marching to my death on Io. That's for sure. Come on, speed it up. This kid ain't gonna find himself. And what if I'd listened when Puck Falco, hot on my tail on those Hyperion streets, shouted, Slow down, Steel! Come on! Who the hell would I even be? Who would be with me? So many different people in the past 17 years. So much of who I am is because of what happened to me, because of what I did. I can't even regret I lost this life anymore. This career, this marriage, if I can't imagine what it even looked like, there's nothing to mourn. So if the only person who got hurt out of my war with Hijikata was me, maybe I could forgive myself. But, but that's not how it happened, and it never will be. No matter how many times I ask what if. If you've enjoyed this tale, please consider donating to the Penumbra on Patreon. Our artists work tirelessly to bring you these stories, and if you have the means, we hope you will support our efforts. Every dollar helps. You can find that page at patreon.com slash thepenumbrapodcast. If you support us on Patreon at the $10 level or higher, you'll receive access to commentary tracks like this one from actor Chelsea Ruscio and co-creators Harley takagi Kaner and Kevin Vibert. Chaotic combination of, like, Tony Soprano, Bernie <laughs> Sanders, like a noir detective. And I don't know how that happened. It just kind of did and felt right. Like, and I didn't think those things when I was coming up with the voice. Like I was just kind of messing around and playing. Um, but afterwards I was like, I think that's what it is. Cause it's like, got kind of nasally, got kind of like, uh, oh God. <laughs> Juno like mimicked my voice. Oh my god. <laughs> I so died. Did you know that the Penumbra has merchandise for sale? It's true. The Penumbra has partnered with DFTBA to bring you posters and apparel, as well as soundtracks for seasons one through three and videos of our live shows. Just go to DFTBA.com and search for the Penumbra podcast. We would like to give thanks to all who support us on Patreon, but especially to Silent Interim, Elliot Quinn, June Gishoku, Faith Williams, Kit McLaren, Aaron Ritson, Don't Stop Her Now, 
Mick Mercury Season 4 Summoning Circle, Liv Allen, Alice the Time Lord, Noah, Aaron, In Memory of Spiral Opal, Lucy Biles, Elizabeth Dunn, Michael David Smith, Bonjour Juno, Cité Longtemps, Ruby Seven and the Forgotten Laundry, Rachel Attaway, Beth Barraza, The Simp of the Second Citadel, Ollie Nexus, WPJB, Caroline Seidman, Radius Ulna, I Canonized Butch Vicky in my published thesis, Jay Yanuzeli, Karen ZH, The Ruby Seven Cafe, Legally This Constitutes a Pizza, Red L, Genetic, NB Shaper, Minchowski, and Jamie Gunter for their incredibly generous contributions per episode. Thank you. This tale, Juno Steel and the Embrace of Ice, was told by the following people. Joshua Elon as Juno Steel, Chelsea Ruscio as Puck Falco, Josephine Moshiri Elwood as Diamond Hijikata, Regine Vital as Captain Hijikata, Bob Musset as Sonny, and Lydian Melicaro as Detective Parsons. The Penumbra is created and produced by Harley Takagi Kaner and Kevin Vibert. If you wish to know more about our ever-expanding, infinitely creative team of artists, musicians, editors, designers, and managers, you can read about them in the show notes of this episode. I'm afraid that is our time for today, dear traveler. We hope you will join us again soon. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.